Before we begin our Torah study tonight, let's pray together. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam, Asher Kitsheno B'Mitzvotah V'Tzivanu La'asok B'Divrei Torah. Blessed are you, Lord, our God, King of the universe, who sanctifies us with his commands and commands us to engross ourselves in the words of Torah. This is the first Shabbat after Passover week. It's a fantastic time of joy and anticipation as we are counting our days toward Shavuot. It's a wonderful time of the year. We remember the death, burial, and resurrection of Yeshua and his return to heaven so that he could send the promised Holy Spirit to us. And this evening, I want to reflect on the deaths of three people mentioned in Scripture, Joseph, Moses, and Yeshua. As a prelude, I want to recall the Ezekiel 37 prophecy about the dry bones of Israel. That was last week's Haftorah. The prophet saw the dry bones of Israel, and the Lord told him to prophesy that these bones would live again. I believe that the God of Israel wants us to cherish his promise of revival for our people. The Messianic movement is called to be a confirmation of that promise and a visible expression of the promise too. We're called to be faithful to our God and to our people. As we're preparing for Shavuot, and just like the Ezekiel 37 prophecy, we realize that the Jewish people cannot be fully alive without the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit in order to live the life of faith in Messiah. And we need confidence, and we need faith as well, and a heart of love and compassion for all those who need personal revival and renewal. I hope that our study this Shabbat will encourage you and build you up so that you can be strong in your faith. May Hashem use this time to build you up for the high calling that we have together through Messiah. We're going to look now at three deaths, the death of Joseph, the death of Moses, and the death of Yeshua. And let's start with the death of Joseph, which is mentioned in Hebrews 11.22, which says, By faith Joseph, when his end was near, spoke about the exodus of the Israelites and gave instructions about his bones. His end was near. He was approaching death. However, he spoke. Joseph spoke with confidence and with trust about the promised exodus of the Israelites from Egypt, and he gave instructions about his bones. His wishes were to be honored, and they were honored. How? How did these desires that Joseph had to be returned to Israel uh, for a final burial, how, how were these honored? And I just want to remind you of some simple facts. They were remembered, and they were communicated, and they were taken seriously. In fact, Genesis teaches us that Joseph made the sons of Israel promise to fulfill his instructions. This is in Genesis chapter 50, verse 25 and 26. And Joseph made the sons of Israel take an oath and said, God will surely attend to you, and then you must carry my bones up from this place. So Joseph died at the age of 110, and they embalmed his body and placed it in a coffin in Egypt. So Joseph died in Egypt, but he didn't want to stay 
buried in Egypt. Exodus tells us that generations later, Moses was faithful to fulfill the instructions and the promise that the sons of Israel had made to Joseph. Exodus chapter 13, verse 19, puts it this way. Moses took the bones of Joseph Joseph with him because Joseph had made the sons of Israel swear a solemn oath when he said, God will surely attend to you, and then you must carry my bones with you from this place. And so Moses did his part, and then Joshua and the Israelites did their part later as well. Remember, Moses himself did not enter the promised land, but those who did honored the instructions that Joseph had given, and the promise that the Israelites had made to him, and the steps that Moses had taken towards that. It's described in Joshua chapter 24, verse 32. And Joseph's bones, which the Israelites had brought up from Egypt, were buried at Shechem in the tract of land that that Jacob bought for a hundred pieces of silver from the sons of Hamor, the father of Shechem. This became the inheritance of Joseph's descendants. And then one last detail that I want to look at with you, it's in the Gospel of John, which tells us that in his generation, the Jewish people were still honoring the memory of Joseph. John chapter 4, verse 5, talks about Yeshua and says, now Yeshua had to pass through Samaria, and so he came to a town of Samaria called Sechar, near the plot of ground that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. So Joseph had said, carry my bones back when you go. Joseph did not want to stay buried in that coffin in Egypt. He had confidence that God would fulfill what he had promised. And so he said to the Israelites right before he died, he said, when you go, not if you go. So Joseph had faith for it the long haul, if you will. He was counting on the future that God had promised to Abraham and the children of Israel. It was a future that was centered in the promised land, not in Egypt. The time they had in Egypt was an important time, but it wasn't the final destination, or and it wasn't the consummation of God's promise to Abraham and his descendants. Joseph counted on future generations carrying faith forward to the generations that succeeded them from generation to generation. And then let's turn to the death of Moses. Moses died before Israel actually went into the promised land. He brought Israel as far as he could, as far as he was allowed to, and he counted on Joshua to keep the faith, and he counted on the generations with Joshua and after Joshua to keep the faith. Moses was buried in a grave by the Lord. No one knows where it is exactly except the Lord. Deuteronomy chapter 34 verses 5 and 6 says, So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, as the Lord had said. And the Lord buried Moses in a valley in the land of Moab, facing Beth Peor, and no one to this day knows the location of his grave. So Moses died 
on the on this side, if you will, of the promised land, overlooking perhaps the promised land or in the valley that uh, that was geographically on the other side before they got to the promised land. But he died there and the Lord himself buried Joseph, buried Moses rather. Now let's turn to Yeshua and look at his death. He was buried in a donated gravesite, and remember that his tomb was found to be empty. He's not here, that the angel said to those who came looking for him. Why are you seeking him here? The grave could not hold him. One of the things that I notice is that Yeshua's physical remains were gone. Joseph's remains did not disappear. The children of Israel took his, his, his bones and they carried them back to the promised land. And think also about Lazarus. His body was in the grave. And when Yeshua called him out of the grave, his remains had not disappeared. His body was still there. But Yeshua's body was raised from the dead and his physical body was raised, not just spirit. And think of it, um, he was alive. He died, but he was resurrected. And his physical body was resurrected. And in some ways, it was different, not the same before he was glorified. But we have from the record, which we looked at last week, and I encourage you to read those scriptures again for yourselves about uh, Yeshua's resurrection, his death, burial, and resurrection. Yeshua ate, he drank, he talked, he listened, he walked, he cooked. He appeared, he was visible, and he ascended to heaven. And as he returned to heaven, he was glorified. So Joseph, Moses, and Yeshua, all three of these men led important lives, and their deaths were also important. They were important enough that details of the death of each one are recorded in the scripture, and you and I can review them and learn about them ourselves and take lessons for ourselves. Yeshua's death was different from the death of Joseph and the death of Moses because he was resurrected, leaving his grave empty. We participate in resurrection life. We who are followers of Messiah also participate in resurrection life. We have been revived. Death, spiritual death, and ultimately physical death will lose its grip on us. The grave cannot hold us either. Of course, our bodies will die and we will be buried and our bodies will wait for the future resurrection. But as the scripture says, in him we live and move and have our being, that's us. Once we were dead in the spirit, but we're not dead anymore. We are alive again. We have life from the dead. And how is it so? It's because our king, our teacher, our leader, our shepherd, our master, our high priest, our savior, our redeemer, our Lord, Yeshua the Messiah, rose from the dead. He broke the grip of death. He broke the walls down that separate us. And because of this, we have a mandate to bring good news. 
and to speak to the dead things around us in a way like the prophet Ezekiel did, because he had to speak prophetically to the dry bones of Israel and speak the word of the Lord to them and, and call for the Holy Spirit. And you and I have a mandate and a mission to do much the same, to speak life to brokenhearted people, to speak to those whose lives are in bondage, to speak to those who are weak, to those who are sickly, to speak to the diseased and the barren, the fruitless, the impoverished, the hopeless, the brokenhearted, the lost, the lonely, the lame, the hard-hearted, and the, those who are rejected and hated. So this is the position that, that we take as we wait for Shavuot. We're speaking life to ourselves and to one another and to those who are outside of the kingdom who God wants to bring in, to those who appear to us as, as spiritually dead or even hopeless or trapped or imprisoned, whatever the circumstances are that are bringing sorrow and uh, bad news to such people, you and I are called to be the bearers and the proclaimers of good news. It's the position to take as we wait for Shavuot. This is what we're saying. We're saying there's more, the promise of the Father, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So we wait with expectation, and we wait with faith, and we wait with confidence, and it influences the way we think, it influences our perspective, it influences even um, our emotions and the conditions of our heart. It influences how we pray, it influences how we minister. You and I have resurrection life at work in us, and we're called to spread that to others to be the ones who, who know that there is life in Messiah, that there is everlasting life in God, and that there is abundant life in this world and eternal life to come. That confidence, that certainty is one of our hallmarks. And I want to encourage you, get a hold of it for yourself and allow others to minister resurrection life to you. If, if you need good news, if you need uh, comfort, if you need encouragement, if you need healing, if you need breakthroughs in your life, Seek the Lord while he may be found during the season of anticipation. Ask the Lord to do something great and something new on your behalf. Let's keep our eyes fixed on Yeshua so that we can keep learning to be more and more like him and learn to serve in a way that brings his light and his goodness into this broken world. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your love, for your empathy, for your sympathy for your compassion and mercy. Thank you, Lord, for resurrection life. Thank you that Yeshua was raised from the dead. And thank you that we also will be raised too. Lord, help us grow in all the qualities of compassion and mercy and love so that our service and our lives will reveal to others your goodness. We pray this in Yeshua's name.
In a moment, we'll be closing with Aaron's blessing and a final worship song. But first, would you consider standing with us financially? If this live stream is a blessing to you, or if our Messianic Jewish Teachings podcast is a blessing to you, or if our Messianic uh, Sanctuary Services are a blessing to you, would you consider blessing our ministry? All the information can be found on our webpage, bethisraelnow.com slash giving. Let's close with Aaron's blessing. Yivarechecha Adonai v'yishmarecha, Ya'er Adonai panavelecha v'yichunecha, Yisa Adonai panavelecha v'yasem lecha shalom. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause the light of his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his face to you and give you his peace. In the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace. Amen.